Welcome to episode 35 of the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this week we are going to be doing our top five, as it is a five episode, or I guess in every, a fifth episode. Fifth, yeah. Uh, and we are going to be doing the top five uh, best picture winners, uh, Academy Award best picture winners of the last 35 years. Yeah. So uh, we're basically 35 movies of these 35, which five are our, each of our personal favorites. Yes. Um. This was it was interesting actually looking back and seeing we, we touched a bit on this last week. Yeah, but it we was did. interesting going back and seeing like a lot of like what you thought was the big movie from that year mm-hmm. and it turned out it was oh just nominated or yeah. not even not nominated. Uh, most a lot of, of movies it, most like, of my favorite movies from that period not were like not even nominated. nominated. It was just yeah, like yeah. oh what about uh, no. no. Like no. they were probably nominated for other things like yeah, I have a lot of technical that. things, things maybe yeah, but yeah, like yeah. It, I I had I had quite a few like were the were the were the nominees but not the not the winners. Um, also ran into a lot of, uh, like, just, I'd like, uh, I had at least, of the 35, I've only actually seen 23 of the 35 films, so it's 12 movies I had not seen. Still pretty good. Um, a mostly, uh, a sprinkling in the early 80s, Mm -hmm. and, and then mostly recent stuff, like, I've seen two out of like the last like well, six years. Y- the recent stuff, yeah. I mean, you know, that's I'm in the same uh, boat there. Obviously, yeah. I, I I'm I almost didn't even like really. Yeah, you know, I, I almost don't even consider the recent stuff. Yeah, in a way. yeah. even though it, technically, well, it, and that's actually technically the recent it falls years are into... definitely much more where like like all the movies I thought yeah like we're all they're all the nominees and not not the winners yeah um. And it's one of those, like, I definitely feel like, I don't know how long the term Oscar bait has been around, but looking back at, like, from whatever, remember the films from, like, the 80s and and then sort of the early 90s and stuff like that, like, the five nominees or whatever definitely did not feel like how, like, the last couple of years have been, where it's been like, here are some movies that are really good movies, Mm -hmm. and here are some movies that are clearly... Like Oscar bait, like clearly. I think the Oscar bait thing is mainly a sort of '90s and up thing. I think the '90s was when Oscar bait really became a big thing. Yeah, that, that like I feel like because like a lot of my like a lot I was just looking at it and it was like I just like no these are just five good movies yeah. like and, and like none of these are like like really none of these are. None of these are Birdman. None of these are, you know, no, no, you know. Again, not to say I still haven't yeah. seen that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Or, or, or like, like you, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. And I was just like, you know, I mean, to be fair, a lot of looking back to a lot of clear Oscar bait movies also were not the winners too. Mm-hmm. Like they were like a little too che- being a little too cheeky, mm-hmm. trying to grab that Oscar and, ju- and didn't win. Yeah. Um, Sometimes but, they and, definitely see through it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, other times it's just kind of like, huh? But yeah, yeah, no, so it was interesting, uh, also interesting looking through and seeing how many of those films I kind of just didn't like. Yeah. Like, like they, not like, they weren't bad movies. I agree. They just, 
they're just not like they were just they were humdrum for me. I, I agree. That's actually what and, made, and, what made the choices a little easier yeah. than I thought they would yeah. might be. Is I was surprised by how many of these. I'm just like, yeah. I didn't really like that movie that much. Yeah. Or or like or in many cases it'd be like, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't like, yeah, the best. You know. Um, it's like not what I would have paid that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that goes for that goes for many things. Um, but it was really neat going back and also seeing like, oh, I love that movie. It did win an an Oscar. Oh, fantastic! Or at least nominated. Like sometimes it's cool that you see the nominations and you're just like, oh, it's cool that that was nominated. I didn't expect it would win, which is understandable. But like, it's cool that it was at least nominated. Nominated, Yeah, it's kind of like we were talking about last week with like with uh, Mad Max getting so many nominations Nominations, this year. It's like. It's like because it's so much not the type of movie that normally mm-hmm. gets a lot of Oscar attention. It's it's just cool that it's been yeah. nominated so yeah. much, even though I know that uh, it has no chance. It's one of those like most of because those of like how Mad Max was critically received, how mm. it was uh, like box office received, and the nominations. I feel even if it doesn't win Best Picture, which it's not, yeah, uh, it's still kind of the winner for the year. Yeah, you know, like no, I know what you it, mean. Ten years from now, yeah, nobody's gonna remember The Revenant. Unless, well, people will remember it'll be the year that Leonardo DiCaprio finally yeah. won an Oscar. People will remember Mad Max Fury Road. You know, it yeah. will. It, that is the I, kind of movie I that, agree, but at the same I, time. Like, like, I don't think the Revenant's going to become a really classic the way that Mad Max will be. Or the way Star Wars will I, I be. Want, or I, way, want to, I want know. to believe that, yeah. but... I'm I, know, I haven't seen Revenant We, we don't know. So. Time will tell. And yeah. and I haven't seen Revenant yeah. yet, so... Because oh, that was I'm also... Sure, the I'm sure it's a great film. Looking back and seeing, like, how many of these nominated movies... Uh, not even necessarily the winners, but the nominated movies were just like, like, okay, I've seen that movie, but I don't know if I could actually talk to anybody else about that movie. And and I was like, like these are just movies that I don't think a lot of people have seen. Um, like, yeah, well, I, I'll bring it up. There, uh, there was very in some surprised. cases. In some cases, like, like in, in terms of nominations, obviously the winners were almost always like movies that people have heard of. I only actually had one that I hadn't heard of. <laughs> yeah, Elroy's given the death stare. Cat's given the the death stare there. Um, as he Holy. sits on the puzzle box, looks crushing so it. unimpressed right now. Uh, All right, so yeah, so um, uh, also uh, one note. Um, I noticed you got some notes. I don't have a ton of notes about mine, That's mainly okay. because uh, a lot of my movies, uh, oh, pretty much my whole list, I've only seen all these movies once. Oh, and most of them was at the time. Ooh, wow. Um, my list is... Uh, in fact, only two of them... No, only one of them I did not see uh, at the time. Definitely not the case on my list. Yeah. My list mostly consists of Oh, no, of things... two of them. Sorry, I have, I have two movies that I did not see. I have one tie. My list mostly consists of things I've seen more than once. In some cases, many, 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 yeah. many more times yeah. than once. Funny enough, that's good. though. No, that's good. That's, funny that's, enough, my number one. Shows that these movies really held up. Funny enough, my number one I've only seen once. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, All right. So you start I, first. I think I'm up first, yeah. Yep. All right. So my, my number five is where I have a tie. And okay. it's uh, for two movies. Um, okay. First one is from 1988, Rain Man. Oh. Yeah. Interesting um, choice. Uh, that is one of the ones I have. I, I saw, of course, later. I yeah, didn't see Rain yeah. Man in the theater because I was... 11-ish. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but I, I really like Rain Man. It is, yeah, it's good it is still probably one of my favorite Tom Cruise performances. 
It's good. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, it's really good. It like gets the, overshadowed because like that, like always talks about Dustin Vanilla Hoffman. Sky are probably yeah. my two favorite. It, it gets Tom overshadowed because people always just talk about Dustin Hoffman's Dustin, performance well, in that. Dustin Hoffman because also it's the more kind of flashy fantastic performance. performance it is yeah uh everyone always talks about the dustin hopper performance in that because it's kind of like the flashier more kind of yeah like because Os- he's oscar-y the... kind of performance mm-hmm. but um i think that yeah i think tom cruise's performance in that is really underrated because he has to do the straight he has to be yeah, like the straight, straight man performance yeah. and the very real mm-hmm. it's like what we talked about when uh, re- when we did the review on um saint vincent a couple of yes, weeks ago yeah. where like melissa mccarthy had, was, to play had to play like a real person, role. like yeah. not just not comedic, but she had to play it so realistic yeah. and such a real person. And, and did it, such and, a good and job, so it gets kind of overshadowed because <laughs> yeah. you always you think of like oh, very colorful, yeah. the very colorful kind of performances, very character performance, mm-hmm. you know. And she just had to play like a person, yeah. And and you know, Tom Cruise's performance in Rain Man is like he just had to play like a dude yeah. dealing with this situation and trying to kind of keep things kind of played straight and. Especially as he was known as, like, you know, he was one of those, he was, like, a big kind of pretty boy leading actor kind of actor at the time. You know, same kind of problem that, like, you know, people like Brad Pitt and stuff ran into, where it's just, like, people just expect them to be, like, the kind of leading actor pretty boy kind Uh of thing, and, and... and for them to do like a very natural, post Top Gun, very years. naturalistic <laughs> performance, and actually play like a, just a person, mm-hmm. you know, it's really hard for them to do that. People yeah. don't really give them credit, yeah. you know. I definitely feel, yeah, he definitely stretched himself, or not maybe not stretched himself, but uh, uh, had to put a little more effort into making himself like a different character than the kind he normally played. Yeah. Versus Dustin Hoffman, who I mean, had to play someone yeah. with autism, um, but. Dustin Hoffman is a well-versed, like, well-rounded... Yeah. He can do many things. Like, yeah. It and it's a more extreme character. It's more extreme and character. And in some ways, for a really good actor, a more extreme character is probably easier to play no. than a more uh, straight character. I mean, and both of them... I mean, both of them did a tremendous job in, in mm-hmm. this movie. Like, yeah. it's one of those, like... Like, that's a great... Like, talk about, like, that would definitely... That's the kind of movie that would make, like, um, like a top five, like, d- duos mm-hmm. list. Like, Brain Man, very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. And it is tied with a much more recent movie, the most recent movie on my list. All right. Uh, from 2011, The Artist. Okay, cool. Um, uh, this is one of those ones that it, like, it was definitely a love it or hate it category when it came out for a lot of people because of the, um, it. I'm ashamed to say I still haven't seen it. Uh, it, you know what? I think I would like it. I think you would. Um, it is, um. It is a fun movie. It is a... It, it, in a way, it's one of those movies where, like, at first you're like, well, is this... A, this is like, oh, this is kind of like the... This is the kind of movie that wins awards. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I more I thought about it, I was like, there's a lot of stuff about this movie that kind of disqualifies it. It's maybe a little too funny for an Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. It's maybe a little too, like, quirky. Yeah. Maybe a little too... Well... Like, it... It doesn't. I don't feel like at first. Like if all if all somebody tells you about like oh yeah, it's a done in the black and white style. It's a it's a movie about movies mm-hmm. made for movie critics. Like oh, Oscar bait. Yeah. But then when watching it, you're like the acting. The I don't story, think it was done to be Oscar. Oh no, well no. It's, I think it's a. It's I think it's kind just of a, sort of how it. Well, it's out. somewhat of a foreign film, and, yeah. and like a lot of the development stuff is foreign, and so I don't think it was definitely not the intent. Yeah. Um, it's also uh, interesting. Uh, to note that it's one of the few um like best picture winners that was not also like a big 
like a big commercial. No, yeah, not a huge commercial success. Um, no, like it wasn't a failure because it wasn't overly expensive or anything. But it was not like um, I think what because I, I ran a thing about it because there's going to be something on my list that mm. falls into that category as well. Where um, there's like a very small select group of best picture winners. Yeah. that uh, were never in like the top five box office oh. the entire time that they were in release. Yeah, yeah, like that's not very many. Yeah, and that's one of them that was mentioned. Yeah, I think artists be the only one on my list, but yeah, yeah, I'll br- I'll bring up. Oh yeah, when we get to it, um, I'll, I'll mention the one that's on mine, but. Uh, the the, uh, the artist also holds a bit of a like a, it's a personal like other than just I like the movie um uh personal it was um uh I saw it on one of the first dates that me and Laura ever went on it was the first time we ever went to a movie together awesome we saw that and it was funny because we were probably the only people in the theater under sixty it was an entire theater Fair enough. and I was like oh that's the target audience okay. I also like movies for old people, so I'm also the target Sure, audience. all right. That's but it was cool. really funny. Like, you're leaving the theater, and you're just like, oh, this is all senior citizens here. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, hey, okay. That's a, and, and the movie theater was full. That's, you that's know? Um, like, it wasn't big, like big it was contrast a, for the last movie that you went to together on. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I went and saw Deadpool. And, yeah. <laughs> for how, for yeah. Um, Well, Deadpool, Valentine's. very interesting. No young people, no old people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Went for Valentine's. Yeah, yeah. So that makes a bit of a contrast there. Yeah, yeah exactly. A little bit of a difference between that and yeah, yeah. So those are those are my two five. Yeah, the artist cool. and Rayman. Well, I um, I haven't seen Rayman in a long time. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and that really surprised me as that's a great surprise. You always your number five, like your first pick of yeah. your list. Um. Always really surprises me. Oh, yeah? Because yeah, okay. it's always something way out of, like, the box. Like, it's, like, uh, a lot of the ones, like, it's been... Like um, an animated film. Like an, so. an animated film or, like, some kind of... Yeah, it's really well, interesting. You, often the five you're, on my list you're, you're, is one that it's either, like, there's, like, eight different movies that could go here. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, so I, I, I want to pick it. one that is, like, the most interesting to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Or the, like... No, I totally get you it. Know, it's, it's just cool. Like, it's, you always manage to... To surprise me with that, that number five. I'm going to save it for number one one time. It um, blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the artist, uh, like I say, I, uh, I'm ashamed to yeah. say that I haven't seen it yet. No, still, no, it's, it's right. uh, Because I think that I probably would like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just haven't really had the opportunity yet. Um, and yeah, Rayman, I haven't seen in a long time. It was never like a big favorite of mine. But uh, it's a great film. No, no, no doubt about that. Um, all right. So my five, I have a tie on five as well. All right. Um this would be like I guess you could call this the, the sort of like popular. Oh, okay. Sort of pick uh, in terms of um, the, the no duh. <laughs> well, well, like in terms of uh, popular in like a mainstream. Oh yeah, okay, very you know, mainstream. Did a lot yeah. of big box office kind of success sort of way. Right. Um. So it's uh from 1991, Silence of the Lambs. Right. Um. And then the other one is uh to, from 2003, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Ah. I um, was wondering if there was going to be a Lord of the Rings movie on your list because there's only you, you had limited choice there, and so I was like, "Yeah, Return of the King's the only one." Yeah, that yeah, actually yeah. One best picture, uh, which which is to me is kind of funny in a way. Well, like, I'll get yeah. to that. I'll get to that. Um, so yeah, so um, with Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. that was like a huge deal at the time because it's generally considered to be like like a sort of a horror oh, yeah. thriller kind of movie, and it's. So rare for that type of movie to get attention, yeah, from the Oscars it and is stuff like that. Super rare. 
And uh, fun fact, snuck into the theater to see this. It is because obviously we could not go see an R-rated movie in 1991. Yeah, (laughs) I think uh, I think I went with somebody. Oh yeah, we we uh, me and my friend we bought. I may have not seen it until video. We we went. I feel like we we bought tickets to something else, Mm -hmm. uh, like for a matinee, and then just snuck into the theater with teenagers. (laughs) Some sort of the uh, statue of limitations is up on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That theater doesn't exist anymore, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's crazy about it is not only is it like a sort of a horror thriller that that got actual Oscar attention, but um, it's considered to be the first and so far only horror quote yeah. quote unquote film that has has won Best Picture. Yeah. Um, there are previous uh, not previously nominated. The only ones that were previously nominated were um uh um jaws oh right in 75 yeah. and uh oh my god why is oh it's all right then. what's the one the the one we talked about it in the horror thing it's the the exorcist oh the exorcist yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the exorcist in like oh, did 70... the exorcist did the exorcist win it was nominated oh, it was nominated didn't so win. the exorcist was nominated in like 73 i guess and oh. then and jaws in 75 and that was it. Yeah. Um, so Silence Lambs was like the first sort of what's officially considered a horror movie. I remember that, that ever. Five years old now. That yeah. is crazy. Um, it also is only uh, another interesting thing. I had to write this down because I knew about it, but I, yeah. I wanted to get it right. It's only the third film uh, after uh, it happened one night in 1934 mm-hmm. and one flew over the cuckoo's nest set in 1975. It's only the third after those two. To win uh, the Academy Awards in all the top five like categories, oh, it won. so it had Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, and Best Adapted Screenplay in this case because wow. it was based on a book. So basically, all the top awards, and it won all of them. Totally usually, deserving. Usually, those are split up. Like yeah. it'll be like, oh, you know, uh, if it's if if one movie wins Best Actor, then a then different some, movie, a different movie would get Best Actor, Best Actress, well, or you know, I think it's also one movie just will because get Best like, Director, or something else will get Best Picture. Having like. Two amazing acting, like caliber actors, mm-hmm. do an amazing job in the same film yeah. with no other like, like, w- w- and being able to put them right at the top is just rare. Like, yeah. it's usually you have like one or the other is 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 sort of the dominant yeah. actor or now, actress. The reason that I put it at five, okay, despite all of these great things, is as great as it is. You have four other movies that are better. No, no, not necessarily <laughs> better. It's just it's never really at least less work. It's never <laughs> thanks. It's never been like a big favorite of mine. Oh really? Like, as I much as that. I think it is great, but like I just never really like clicked with me like in mm. in a way to like make me very like I'm not like super nostalgic about it. I'm not like you know it's not like one of my favorite movies of all time oh, type yeah, of thing. Okay. It, it's really good, but I, I just never really quite connected with it in a really deep way that I have with some movies that mm-hmm. I really love. So that's why it's only number five. Yeah, yeah, but still, it's a great yeah. film, and its achievement yeah. is oh, incredible. Yes. Uh, it's what really put um, Anthony Hopkins uh, on the map. You know, uh, he got he got the role basically on the basis of um, uh, the, the original inspiration of, of casting him was um, from uh, Elephant Man. Oh, right. But that was way before. That, that was, was like much a decade before. earlier, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, not, not the same role at all, but it was just, that's what the people saw that were 
that oh, were casting. Uh, he is right? one of my favorite actors. But like, he is Brogue, so good. But I mean, like Alpha Man was like 1980, mm-hmm. and he was not known no. in a big mainstream in North America at least. No. Throughout, like, pretty much the 80s, right? Like, he was very lesser known. And this is what really kind of made him a big star. I am so glad it didn't typecast him. Uh, yeah, no. Because, like, he did this, and well, he think... did a couple other movies, and it showed... Like, immediately, mm-hmm. everybody saw... Oh, Anthony Hopkins' range. Yeah. We just... He just got a, the right kind of movie, and he adds so much to and it. And not only that, but, I mean, he even came back and played the character a couple more oh, times. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. he still was able to do never other things. i other sequels. i never seen... Well, I'm sure you must have seen Hannibal, no? No, no, I haven't seen Hannibal. I haven't seen... Uh, uh, Red, Red, was it The Dragon? Red, Red, Red Dragon. Red Dragon, yeah. No, I haven't yeah, seen either of those. Because yeah. what, what happened was the first one that they ever did was Manhunter. Yes. Yeah. Um, by Michael Man- Michael Mann directed it, mm-hmm. and that was an adaptation. Michael Manhunter. Yeah, and that was an adaptation of uh, Red Dragon. Red Dragon, that's right. Which was yeah. the first book. Um, but um, that was... Um, uh, he didn't play Lecter in that. Um, and so he didn't come to play... No. He didn't come to be identified with the character until a few years later when they yeah. made Sons of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah. And then when they remade... Red Dragon, or made another adaptation of it. Just, you're gonna have they to had go, him, yeah. and then of, and yeah. and they had Han- him in Hannibal mm-hmm. as well. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I should watch those. Yeah, I heard Hannibal's really Hannibal's good. really good, but it's brutal. Like, yeah, it is brutal. That's all, I've heard. I've heard that also about the TV show. <laughs> I I never seen the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I feel like I I just don't know if I have that much your stomach. <laughs> well, I don't know if I have that much interest in it to devote that much time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? Because it's one thing to watch a two... Well, it's like three seasons. Two, two and a half hour movie or whatever. But to, like, devote yourself to watching a TV show... Yeah. You gotta be really into the subject. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then the other one, like I said, was uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Uh Um, So the reason I picked this is because I feel like the recognition that this got in the Oscars, it has um, basically a record for the biggest sweep... Yeah, uh, Oscar sweep ever because it won all eleven awards that it was nominated for, like all, all eleven Oscars. That's probably never been done before. It hasn't. Yeah, um, it's. I tied... almost feel like it was nominated for the whole trilogy. Exactly, and, and, that, I, and that's and why I think that's sort of what that, came up. And my point time, is, actually, is that yeah. my point is that the amount of recognition it has got uh-huh. that it got, I feel like that was a, those awards were for the collective mm-hmm. uh, achievement of making the Lord of the Rings films. Because the other, the first two didn't really get that much recognition awards wise. Uh, they were obviously very commercially successful, yeah. um, and then they it built and built and built. Where this one, the third one, was the most successful on every level, obviously. But um, it's not my favorite of them. No. Um, I still like the Two Towers best. And Definitely not the kind of movie that usually wins for Oscars. Nope, fantasy um, movie. It's one of those. It's the only fantasy movie to to ever yeah. have Best Picture. Um, and uh, it's tied for the most overall wins uh, wow. with uh, Ben Hur from 1959 oh, yeah, and wow. Titanic yeah. in 97. Which Titanic is another one of those ones where you wouldn't think like, like it's not even really that good in many ways. Never seen, but it, it just it broke through in a oh, special yeah. sort of way where it caught the imagination of not just the general movie going public, but of critics and awards people and stuff too. When you look at it objectively and you're like it doesn't even really seem like that kind of movie um and lord of the rings is even more so that case it's like you know this kind of 
fantasy movie, and it's just like, but I mean, everybody's it, it's it. very <laughs> and it's very flawed. Like, there's a lot of things about it that like I really just I'm like ah, I really wish they hadn't done that, that that way or blah blah blah. Like, I feel like like I could do a whole episode just talking about all the issues that oh, I have yeah, with yeah. it. At the same time, it there was amazing things about it too, and and I love it. But at the same time, I love it in the same way that you would love any sort of movie where you really like it, but you know that there's a lot of flaws. Uh-huh. Um, but it just somehow, but I feel like the recognition for it, the box office the that it feet, did, the all feet, the awards and stuff, yeah. that was really more of a reward for the overall achievement of that entire thing. Because as a whole, as, yeah. a, as a whole work, the Lord of the Rings movies were amazing. So precedent has been set. We can now cross our fingers. Star Wars Episode Nine will sweep the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, well, I don't know about that. It's a bit of a different, bit of a different situation. But um, that's the how I always yeah. took it. And, no, no, and, and I think I remember that, that basis, sort of being the the yeah, and on that basis, sort of I'm, I'm, I'm totally too. fine with it yeah. on that basis because as a whole work, yep. which really is how it should be regarded, because. You know, it picks up where the each... It's one story. It picks up where each light leaves yeah, off. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, contrary to, like, what a lot of people think of Lord of the Rings as a trilogy, it's really not. It's technically one novel. It's a trilogy it's because it would really be too many novel. pages to it's bind together to make a book. Yeah. Especially back then. Yeah. In, that, in the post-World War II, yeah. it was not feasible. No. Because you have to the make cost... That, you have to make that Bible-thin tissue yeah, paper well, the pages. Cost, yeah. The cost that you would have to put it at in the stores at the time... Yeah. All right. So uh, let's. Uh, you're, you're number five. Yeah. Two Towers and no. uh, Return of the King. Return of the King. Two Towers is my favorite of the Lord of the Rings yeah, movies, right. but oh, you mean the King is back? <laughs> All right. Uh, my number four is from 1992, Unforgiven. Uh, I really, I, I, I like westerns. We don't get westerns too often in, in sort of the, this, the modern. Well, era they're of a very sort making. of classic genre. Like yeah. they're a very favorite. You know, and and there was kind of a bit of a resurgence around that time because yeah. uh, there was another western, which I don't know if I should mention it or not. Uh, 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 a couple of years before that, that uh, also won. Oh yeah, what was that? Dances with Wolves. Oh, Dancing with Wolves. Right. I wasn't sure if I mentioned it because I didn't <laughs> yeah, know if no, it might be on uh, one of our lists. I, uh, I guess the chances are we. I kind of forgot that Dances with Wolves is a western. western. Well, Dances of Wolves is in the category of Kevin Costner. That's the the uh, the, okay. the genre of Kevin Costner movies in my head. All right, <laughs> at least not a lot of westerns. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's, it's Waterworld, <laughs> uh, you know, mm-hmm. The Postman, and 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 Dances yeah. of Wolves. It's All the right. post-apocalyptic trilogy uh, with Kevin Costner. No, uh, Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Um, just. Uh, just an amazing Western film. Uh, I really need to watch it again, actually, because it has been... It's one of the few I've actually seen it, more than once, but It's I, been a long time for me, too, but uh, I just remember it as... It's kind of... Um, it, it sort of was intended as um, Clint Eastwood's sort of final word on yeah. on the Western, kind of. Like, yeah. he'd done a lot of them, and a lot of them, just in general, had been made. Yeah. Um, you know, they're one of those classic... Um, film genres that, yeah. that just you know they it, it westerns haven't been big recently but no. they were huge for, you get one every few years and but for the longest time they were they like were, one of the biggest genre. genres yeah one of the most popular and well, uh, they they were usurped by 
sci-fi fantasy kind of in a way. Yeah, like action movies. And action. Like that. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. The eighties action movies but, assumed, um, like that. They took. I think it was already. I think it was already like by the fairly declined by, by the, the end of the sixties. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The 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 westerns had kind of. I feel like but the but you got but back then like in the forties and fifties. You, you get half a dozen or more westerns a year. Oh, like, easily. It wasn't, you know. Yeah, it was all westerns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah um, I feel like because he was so closely identified with westerns. Oh, well. And I mean, for obvious reasons. So so known for them, and he'd done so many, and he hadn't done any in a while. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he did any, um, or he 80s. did very few in the 80s, yeah, if any. Very few, yeah. uh, I don't think he did any in the 80s, but... Um, I just remember because uh, supposedly he had had the script for Unforgiven like since like the early '80s. Wow! And had decided not to do it at that point because he sort of was doing other things or wanted to do other things. And then it sort of because of the nature of the mm-hmm. story and dealing with like aging and stuff, um, it, it's sort of appropriate that he waited so much longer. Oh yeah! And then yeah. did it at a time where you know he had kind of reached an age where it was a little more poignant. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's badass and it's yeah, pretty it's much got the lots final. of pu- lots of there, impact. There has been of, oh. there has been westerns since, um, including some that I really like. Oh, a there's lot. been some really good ones. But I definitely sort of see Unforgiven as being kind of that final word on the western. It's like it is. I feel like there has been a couple westerns since that I've liked a lot, but I don't feel like they've necessarily. Brought anything oh no! More to I definitely it. think they I are. I feel like Unforgiven pretty this, much put the. Cap I think yeah, on Unforgiven it, on the is genre. the sort of the. It is the best modern day western probably done. Um, uh, but nice thing about westerns not coming out all the time is when they do come out, almost always they're they're at the very least good. Yeah, usually, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. Just because I think so they're not churning it, them out. No, so. it, well, that's the thing. And it, and it's, <laughs> if somebody makes a western, it's usually nowadays it's usually because they really. I've seen most of the ones sort it. of in the last you know fifteen twenty years. Yeah, um, there's a few that I I I want to get around to seeing, mm-hmm. but uh, but I definitely I want to. Well, my, going through and seeing the, my number the, one being that, reminded of Unforgiven makes me want to watch Unforgiven again. My number one that I always recommend that a lot of people don't know about almost could belong oh. on, on like a underrated movie list almost um, is um, Open Range. Open Range, yes. Open Range is a freaking amazing, and I don't think enough people know about it. Yeah, so that's my big recommendation always. Yeah, no, Open Range when is it comes great. to westerns. Yeah. So good. That was like su- surprise, like because I, I it, that was one of those westerns where I didn't well, have a lot of expectations. Kevin Costner for it. did a lot of westerns, and then he kind of took a break from it for a long time, mm. and then all of a sudden, boom, out of nowhere, open yeah. range, and it was great. Mm. So, anyways, yeah, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Unforgiven. Unforgiven, Unforgiven yeah. was awesome. Like I say, there has been westerns since that I've liked, like Open Range, but I feel like in in a way, Unforgiven really was kind of the capper. Oh yeah, to that genre is pretty much the final word on anything that you might want to say about it, and. Um, the kind of the ultimate uh, expression on it, and very fitting that it was East Clint Eastwood was the one to do it. Yeah, I don't think anyone else could have done it. Really, no, no, yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah, no. So yeah, number four, Unforgiven. Cool. Um, my four, I guess you'd call it sort of the traditional genre. Oh, okay. Picks. Uh, it's because. Like usually, oh, you got a tie for four, don't you? Yes. Yeah, right. Usually, the Oscars and things like that, and like critics and stuff in general, are usually not very. They they're very sort of dismissive of things like 
horror, science fiction, action, things like that. But the sort of genres that are like the traditional, what I would sort of call the traditional genres, where the the, the, the ones that are are generally given more, um, more respect, where you see like a lot of like award winning movies and stuff usually fall into these. And that's war and Western. So my number four picks are, uh, from 1986, Platoon. Okay. And 1992, Unforgiven. Ah, <laughs> nice. So we're close on that. Nice. On that pick. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I, like I just I couldn't not include Platoon. Like Platoon it, is it so is good. Such an amazing movie. Um, who would have ever thought that there was a time when um, Charlie Sheen <laughs> could be just like you know where you could be like take him seriously as an actor and he wasn't just kind of like known for. Being a clown. Well, just known for <laughs> more for like for for his life outside of his uh, work, yeah, yeah. you know, which is really too bad because like he has a lot of ability to do things. As you know, he was really young in Platoon. It was really early in his career, mm-hmm. and he did a great job. And to think like that's what he could have been, and yeah. instead, you know, his life went in a different kind of direction. And and the I'm not going to get into a big like thing about. A judgment on on Charlie Sheen's life, like I don't care. It's nothing to do with yeah. me. It's nothing. It's not. Well, it's one of those things. It's none of my business. But it's kind point, of like it's, the point it, is, I mean, is because that, of his life, we we kind of lost, like you know, potentially, like hey, he could have done some good movies. Yeah, and it would just. It's just. You know. It's too bad. Yeah. That that has become more like the way his lifestyle and stuff like that became more mm-hmm. more what he was known for than his actual work because his actual work, mm. you know, at least. Uh, you know, at a time when when that was where the focus was 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 actually really yeah. good. Um, it's William also Defoe, amazing. In this is great. Yeah, everybody's great in this. Um, also, very interesting thing about it is amongst war movies and especially Vietnam movies, it's one of the most sort of personal. Yeah, uh, because it's based directly off of Oliver Stone's experiences, and even though it's not. I mean, it's fictional in a sense because it's not depicting actual people or yeah, it's it's specific not a, it's not events a based on true stories kind of. But thing, it's but... inspired by things that he saw and actually, yeah. Well, pretty much all the sort of events are 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 based on things that he saw or yeah. or you know. And uh, funny enough, I actually I, I was like looking at info and stuff, and I I didn't actually know this, but it's it was the first. Uh, Vietnam War movie to be like actually where the filmmaker was an actual was actually oh, a Vietnam veteran, so being written and directed and by somebody who actually was a Vietnam I, vet. I'm even gonna throw uh, it's the first time that ever happened. Uh, a slightly controversial opinion. I like Platoon more than uh, the other Vietnam movie. Um, it doesn't fit my tongue. Well, there's a few that you might be referring to, so I need more. I need uh, more to go uh, the on. Bi- the big one, the 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 huge one. Um, that I thought that was platoon. Oh, was that not a Vietnam movie? The the. I need more to go on because there's too the, many. The, there's, there's it's several. like the, one of the biggest war movies ever made from around that same time. The it, Apocalypse Now. Oh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Well, Apocalypse Now, I don't really consider a Vietnam War movie well, because it's a the story has nothing to do with the war. It oh, takes true. Place it takes, takes place the at war. the time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty much always categorized as a Vietnam movie. 
Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, but uh, I've, I've never thought of it that way. Cause yeah, it just well, because it's, it's it takes place. The events in it are not. Yeah, the events have nothing not, to do yeah, with the yeah, war. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. Um, the it, war happens around. I, the movie, I'd say like a, a closer a, comparison would be say like Full Metal Jacket, the jacket because that was almost, Hill. that was almost the same time. Yeah, it was all those um, like second half of the eighties movies. I, I like Full Metal. I like Full Metal Jacket too. Um, um, I like it, but not um, as much as Platoon. Like it's not as Platoon is really good. Yeah. Um. Like I say, I, what puts Platoon it, over I'm the top? I'm gonna say almost like Platoon is the Unforgiven of Vietnam yeah. movies. Yeah, it kind of in like, a way. What really I mean, puts Platoon? Have they made a Vietnam movie since? I really feel like um, <laughs> what puts Platoon over the top is is the personal aspect. Yeah, the fact that it's basically Oliver Stone expressing mm-hmm. his actual um, experiences and his actual uh, the actual effect. It has, it has a um, a bit uh, sort of. Um, Oh, like the grittiness is it in it feels more like uh, more real than just like gritty war movie for gritty mm-hmm. war movie's sake. Yeah, like like you said, it, it's it's a personal grittiness that you can't get when you just kind of like make up events. Yeah, um, like uh, like yeah. there's a whole thing where the character uh, Chris. Who's the the Charlie Sheen character? Charlie Sheen's character, the yeah. main character of the movie. Like, there's the whole thing where like he gets put on point on like his very first patrol, like his very first basically mission in, in on in the field. Yeah. In after just getting there. Yeah. And it's like his very 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 first patrol that they go for, and he gets put on point, which is like the most frightening. Oh little, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Basically, you're dead. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. your first day, and you're dead. You know, I mean, he he survives obviously, but yeah. more through luck than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Oliver Stone noted that uh, on like his commentary and stuff, he noted like that that was directly based off. That's exactly what happened to him. Oh, okay. He was like literally on his first patrol. He was put on point, and he was scared shitless. Um, and uh, and things like that, where it's like getting that feeling of you know, um, where it's just kind of uh, yeah, I don't know, just. It's different from just being like a historical record. Like, here's some stuff that happened. Whoa, isn't it terrible? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. But take coming at it from a personal point of view, it just brings it to a different level, you know. Also, probably one of the like, like super iconic movie posters. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like you can just it's show like that poster, no title. Everybody knows that. What's exactly poster. what movie that's for? Yeah, yeah. it's a great poster. Yeah. That's um, good. That's good. Uh, that's a good category there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Good. Uh, so, so you're three, I guess. My, my three is uh, from 2007, No Country for Old Men. All right. Um, it's a good movie. Uh, I really like this movie. Uh, it, and I like this movie more now than I did at the time. Okay. Uh, at the time, I actually had issues with how it ended. Okay. Because it kind of has one of those like non-ending endings, which right. were... Uh, they were sort of becoming a thing around like the the mid early two thousands. I saw I saw it just be kind of like daring because it was yeah. Like, well, and, it was like wow that shouldn't and work. T- to me, but it did. I've I have come to realize that that not only was it daring, it's one of those like it it lets your mind fill in the blanks and 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 be um and and be creative like oh it could go this way it could go this way like you get to sort of figure out what happens next mm-hmm. and it does like you can't be wrong well there's a lot of that not... sort of thing throughout but at the that time movie because I was it... like well that's just lazy and I've come to realize that no it was the... a very specific well, artistic choice it was one choice. of those like upon rewatching it yeah. 
like the way they ended it it is an ending mm-hmm. it doesn't just trail off now if it had just literally trailed off that right. would be lazy but yeah. it is an ending but at the time I think because I, I was so taken with how the rest how good the rest of the movie yeah. was I, I it felt so but I think jarring. that was part of the point yeah exactly um and it, it was Dem, definitely a very specific artistic choice. It was not by accident yeah. I mean, that they yeah. ended it that I way. I mean, Javier Bardem, super, like... Yeah, one of the I all-time... Mean, it was on my villains list, you know? Yeah. Like, it's scary dude! One of the and all-time... Uh, the, yeah, top. all the acting in this is great. The writing is good. And I think it's one of those, like... That, that, like no Country for Old Men is, like... Well, other than, like, like very, like, well-known movie, is kind of that, like... Oh, you can see where, like, for decades now, we're gonna have movies that you'll be able to trace back to that movie. Uh, yeah, you know, um, mm-hmm. I it, it, again, like a lot of ones on my list, I really should see it again. It, yeah, it's uh, I saw it like in the theater. I saw it like right away as soon as it came to DVD, and I haven't seen it since. So it's been probably about eight years since I've seen it. Cool. Um, but I really like No Country for Old Men, and yeah, it's uh, I really have much more to say about it. Other than, yeah, it's it's number three on my list. Cool. Um, my three mm-hmm. uh, is a movie that I lo- I really, really like, but um, I kept it down at three okay. because it does kind of um, – does sort of break a rule for me in a little ways because – Oh, really? Well, we've talked about how you know I'm generally very anti the sort of um, Oscar bait type of thing and the very typical kind of like movies that seem to be made – to be in that yeah. vein and and like 99 times out of 100 that's the case yeah and so this movie is all, almost kind of i don't believe in in guilty pleasures because i feel like if you like a movie and you think a movie is good oh, yeah, or yeah, enjoible yeah. why are you, you don't guilt, answer to other why people are you guilty that. about it yeah, yeah, like yeah. if you, you like it you like yeah. it yeah um but this is almost a guilty pleasure simply because it does go against my usual philosophy oh, yeah. and it's uh from 1994 forrest gump ah because in many ways... It's very close to being on my list. I do like Forrest In Gump. many ways, it does sort of fit the bill of those typical Oscar Beatty movies. But... At the same time... I feel like it just takes everything... There's so much creativeness. Yeah. And so much... It's, it's so It's creative, and, and, but it also just takes things to such mm-hmm. a degree. Like, I don't think we've ever really seen, like, uh, anything quite like it. Um, even though in many ways it is, like typical oscar bait in in a fashion but like it's just so transcendent like the performances um like tom hanks yeah um you know uh robin wright and gary sinise being like the three sort of big main performances in it they all are amazing yeah um it's really cool to sort of like this how the story is sort of this um encapsulation of the sort of culture and, and events of like in the history of like the sort of 20th century, you know, yeah. from like sort of the forties to the eighties and, and all the sort of major events and stuff and the way they kind of like, you can be really cynical about it and just be like, Oh, it's so ridiculous how they like incorporate everything and, and have like forest. But Gump that's what makes it but so like you can just works. identify. Yeah. And somehow it works. Like it and... shouldn't. And it somehow does just because it's so good. I feel Forrest Gump falls in the category of, of what you could call almost like a modern day epic. Yeah. Because of the time that it spans, yeah. the characters in it. 
Uh, and it's like, just like even just like like talking about it, it's just like I I'm just like smiling. And oh I just, yeah, I can't help it. You like can it's so great. So even if you've only seen this movie like and, once or twice, you can recall so much of it. And it's, it's very so... emotionally affecting. Like, oh, yeah. like again, it's one of those things where it's clearly like as in that Oscar bait kind of thing. It's very clearly very emotionally mm-hmm. like manipulative and constructed to be so, but it just works. It works, and, it works. and I can't complain about it because it yeah. just does its job. And, no, you should never feel bad about liking uh, uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah, and yeah. and like it, like I remember seeing it in the theater, like and and getting like super choked up. Like this is a movie that I definitely uh, shed some tears uh, from. Uh, a, you know, at least a couple of times that I've seen it. Um, and uh, I think I had it on like VHS. Dan, you got no and I think I, I Professor Dan, <laughs> Colonel Sergeant Dan, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan, yeah, Professor Dan. That's a different movie. What is it, Professor? But like, um, I, you know, I, I think I had it on VHS. Oh yeah, and I yeah, watched probably. it a number of times, um, but I have not seen it in like many, many, many years. Uh, but I was, I was a big fan of it at the time. I actually saw. Probably, oh, at least two thirds of this movie a couple of years ago in a hotel. I like missed like the first like half hour maybe, and it's a long movie, so that's not that. Missing yeah. the first half hour is nothing in this film. Yeah, um, but, but and, um, and yeah, it is. So I haven't good. watched it in a really really long time, but I just um, it's so quotable. It was and very so memorable, like scene for scene. It, it was a very affecting. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. to me, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it really, uh... That's one of those, like, you can say... So that's Oscar- the difference between, like, something like where I was talking about Silence of the Lambs, Lambs where yeah. it's a great movie, but it's, like, it just kind of, it's a bit cold. And this, and, and Forrest Gump, it just, like, latches on you, and it just, like, it, you know, mm-hmm. it's just so... Uh, it... Gets, even in, gets if, into your like, you soul. you can consider, like, Forrest Gump, like, Oscar bait, I feel like it's Oscar bait that deserves the win. Yeah. Because it's not... Yeah. It, it has all the things that makes, makes it, like, like Oscar Beatty. Yeah. Uh, but, like, despite that, yeah. it's still an amazing Well, I feel like film. it has Like, genuine... that's not all it has. Yeah, It yeah. sort of feels like it happens to have those things in it a lot of A lot of times film. with, like, those sort of Oscar bait type movies, it's like, you feel like they're, they're, they're kind of soulless and they just, they sort of have these, these, they're... It's very easy to be sort of cynical about it and just be like, oh, they place – they very carefully place yeah, yeah. these specific things. They hit up these specific things yeah, yeah, because yeah. they know – It's like know, a checklist. Yeah. yeah, it's like a checklist because they know that's what the Oscar people look for. Yeah. And and it's like – yeah, Forrest Gump feels a lot more genuine. Like it feels like it has those elements, but it, it still has something – it still has a lot of soul to it mm-hmm. um, beneath all of that. Um, but like I say, I did feel like I had to bump it down a little bit oh, yeah. simply because of the fact that it – does kind of check those boxes a little too specifically. All right, so I guess that's my number two now? Yeah. All right, uh, well, we've already talked about it. 1986, Platoon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So we've covered that base. I really like Platoon. Um, I like Platoon. I mean, I like Platoon in the same way I like Forgiven. I feel they are top of their game for their genre. That's why I sort of felt like I could just combine them. Yeah. That's that's good. That's a good one too on the for that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of wish I had thought about doing that on mine for some of this stuff. Yeah, would give you. I could, ex- I could, would have given you another, another space. Yeah, yeah. I could I could have given. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't really know what I would put on there, but yeah. So I mean, we've already we already talked about it a bunch. So it's, I kind of just like silently hopped on uh, there, and uh, yeah, no, I really like Platoon. Um, again, probably should see it again. Have not. 
It's been a while since I've seen it, but it, not like ridiculously long. Yeah, I yeah, pro- it's, I think it's probably been like five years. Or oh yeah, okay, that's more recent than me. I think I've seen it probably. I think I've seen it in the last decade, but towards yeah. the, the towards the more nine ten years of that. And uh, yeah. but I mean, you know, um, yeah, well, I, I certainly know, didn't see it. Everything that we said, when... I certainly didn't see it in the theater. No, uh, no, no, yeah. no. Of course not. Because that would have been like eight. Uh, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. I first time I probably saw Platoon, I was actually probably way too young to really get out of it. Yeah, um, I was probably like twelve or thirteen the first time I saw it, and so yeah. I was, probably didn't get out of it. it. Wasn't until later watchings that I, I really. Yeah, I mean that's um, got at least the more like sort of um, uh, the the human element that that, that you know I really fair has. enough. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, so my number two is is the the previously discussed Platoon. So your number one two. Oh, you're number two, right? All right. Um, my two. Um, well, my for my three, we're in uh, 1994. So uh, for my two, let's go to 1984. Okay, it's Amadeus. Ah. Um. This was. I knew this was going to be on your list. Yeah. Because I know you love this movie. I do. It is amazing. Um. I. It has. Thought it was going to be your one, actually. It has. Uh. Great. Like, because now I have no idea what your one is. <laughs> it, it's it has a lot of like tragic kind of sad aspect, but it's also really funny a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Um, it just kind of covers that whole gamut of like the human experience. Um, the performances are amazing. Um, again, it's much like with Forrest Gump, like the three sort of principal people is like F. Murray Abraham, uh, Tom Hulse, and Elizabeth Barrage, who plays Mozart's wife. Um, there have some great performances. Um, the The music obviously is astounding. Like it's not only is it, you know, obviously using Mozart's music, so it's like using some of the best music uh-huh. ever. But they're like some of the best, like versions of that music that's been done. Um, there was uh, the the sort of music like supervisor and like conductor and stuff that did did it was this um, Sir Neville Mariner, and he's you know just great. Um, the the quality like the recording quality because it's all new recordings that they did specifically for this so they did all the arrangements and like all the sort of orchestration and the conducting and the recording and everything was all like freshly done and it's like the highest quality you know nice um and like i really recommend like i think a lot of people because this was the example of one of those ones it's like like the artist where it's one of those few best picture winners that was not like a big no. uh commercial success so it was one of those ones that was uh you know the, the the four or five movies or whatever that have ever won that were never in the top five for right. for movie releases um it was not like a huge hit like it, it wasn't like a failure either but it was not a big hit but um it certainly was critically obviously um but i, I think a lot of people Unlike sort of some of these other movies that we sort of like, you know, Forrest Gump or Platoon mm-hmm. or some of these other ones where people still talk about and people still like, they're like classics that like people always remember like, oh, yeah, of course, Platoon, you know, even if they haven't seen it, even if they're like might be a little bit younger and they maybe have never seen it, they've probably heard of it. It's a well-known title. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't really know about Amadeus. I feel our, it's our age well group remembered. is the last age group that I've ever really talked yeah. to people who have seen Amadeus. Like, it's not that well but, remembered, maybe yeah. p- partly because it was never a mm-hmm. big commercial success, but, like, um, I would really recommend that people who have not seen it in a long time or have never seen it, check it out. Which would the category I would fall into. Yeah. I have seen a, 
a small chunk of this movie. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea from what part of this movie. Oh, like man. I've seen like thirty minutes well, from should, somewhere in this movie. I should. And like, I. I do. Need I should to lend watch you it. the DVD yeah. because the DVD that I have, um, even though I don't have it on Blu-ray, I have it on DVD. But it's like the last sort of DVD release that they did, kind of thing. And it's like all like remastered, and it's so good. Like um, with upscaling, like uh, the last time I watched it was just a couple of years ago. Um, at the most, it was not even that long ago, and uh, we watched it on like PS3, uh, uh, yeah. which has really good good like, upscaling, DVD yeah. upscaling. But it almost looked like a Blu-ray. Oh wow! Because the actual mastering on the DVD so was so good, good oh, that it, nice. it it picked up the upscaling so well that it like it almost looked like Blu-ray. Like you could almost fool yourself into thinking like, wait a minute, that's that is HD, isn't it? Um, it looked so good. Um, so I really recommend, even if you can only get a hold of a DVD, um, I'm, I'm talking to the people listening. Yeah. Uh, if you can only hold, get a hold of a DVD, like check it out. Um, especially like if you have a decent TV and like a good sound mm-hmm. system, because, um, this, the DVD is so nicely made. Um, and I, I'm just, like, to me, it feels like I'm an ACB kind of movie that's just kind of perpetually on Netflix, but I, I could be wrong there. I don't know. I haven't seen uh, it I mean, on maybe there, American Netflix. I, I haven't I seen know. it on there, but uh, if it is on there... It just feels like it's that kind of movie that they can... Because if it's sort of like, it's an Oscar winner, but it's also not like super well-known, uh, it could be perpetually if, on If it there. is on there, then obviously it would be probably... Because it would be, the, it would, that would be it would, an HD version It would probably it. be a high-quality version, so definitely if it's on there, check it out. But um, yeah... If you can get a hold of a DVD or even better a Blu-ray, then I'm it, it, I'm I'm sure you'll be impressed because it's really, uh, just visually and sonically, uh, quite amazing. But yeah, just like I say, great performances, um, amazing story, not entirely truthful. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there's definitely artistic license in the story, which is fine. Uh, the, it's that's by intent. It was not intended to be a documentary. Um, it's, it's more about telling sort of the legend as it were, but I mean, there's a lot of truth in it. It's just, there's also some artistic interpretation. Yeah. Um, currently as of this recording, currently available on Netflix in the U S. Okay. Um, another one, uh, another one of those movies where I feel like, I mean, even for people that I don't think like maybe not have seen it, but were aware of the movie, mm -hmm. that movie poster yeah, is so is another it's true. super iconic. That's movie true. Post. It's pretty recognizable. Um, that's a good point. Um, I think I know probably more people that have the DVD or not the DVD the the CD yeah. of the music from this. Well, because it's a good kind of like it's a way to sort of get some really good high quality like best of Mozart basically. Like if you want just like like a sort of Mozart's greatest Mozart's hits, top hits kind yeah. of, you can just get the soundtrack because it has. <laughs> such good versions of everything right yeah. and and obviously as classical music there there can be like a billion different interpretations and recordings and different versions and these are just like really really well done versions so in a way it, just to get that music yeah you know you can you can get the soundtrack and get that music uh without really having to think about its direct connection to the movie but the way it's used in the movie is amazing too so uh highly recommended oh, yeah great great stuff um, yeah, if you're, if you're interested, I'll, yeah, no, I should, I should, I I really should lend you should. the desk because, uh, it's, it's one really, of those really like, good. keep meaning to do it. It's really Just, good. Yeah. You know. It's, it's not that like slow or like boring as like what people might think. Like, like I said, like there's a lot of 
humor. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of really funny parts, and it's just very interesting. It keeps things moving on at a decent pace. Um, and it slows down where it's – where the story – like, where it makes sense for it to slow down, you know? Like, when when you want to slow it down because you have to – where you know, like, some of the stuff where it gets darker and kind of – but, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Highly, awesome. Rec- awesome. highly recommend – Particularly in the director's cut. Yeah, this is this is my guess for your number one, your surprise number one. But okay, I, I wrote down. Um, I'm gonna predict number one. Oh, it is. But it was number two. I figured it was gonna be on your list. I remember from even when we were like much younger, mm-hmm. you having and enjoying and telling me about this movie. Yeah, it's great, and uh, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, super good. Yeah, I know. I should watch that. You should. All right. So it, uh, it my won, number it one, won, it won eight Oscars. Oh wow, it's quite a lot. And oh, again, and, and very, for, a, for a like a box office underperformed movie, and that very is... and a very historic and big deal thing was that both F. Murray Abraham and Tom Tom Holtz were nominated for best actor. Oh, it was, doesn't happen very often. Yeah, yeah. So you had two leading actor nominations same movie. for the same movie. That yeah, is very that's rare. Pretty rare. Very rare. Yeah. Uh, all right. It should definitely show us, like, acting caliber of those gentlemen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's that thing. And, or F. Murray Abraham won, by the way. Uh, it's one of those things. Tom Holst plays Mozart. Mozart F. Murray yeah. Abraham plays Salieri. And, and it's, like, it's one of those kind of things where it's, like, well, you got to give it to one of them. Yeah. And you can only give it to one of them. So you got to pick the one. You just got to go with your gut and pick the one that really kind of. And since it really is kind of, it's kind of Salieri's story. So they sort of went with that. But. You could go either way. They're both amazing. They're both amazing. All right. Uh, so the final one on my list, my number one. I'm waiting with bated breath here. Silence of the Lambs. Really? Yes. I oh love. I had Silence no, I had of the no idea you liked it so much. I feel yeah. bad about the the negative things. I no, said. no, no, no. Uh, all the negative things you say are are there. No, I'm not going to argue with any of those. Well, pretty much um, the only sort of negative thing is just the fact that I don't really like it that much because yeah. I don't feel that much like emotional connection yeah. to it. Um, so I guess that's not really negative. It's just uh, the, both the 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 plot of this film, the, like the story, mm-hmm. the acting. This is it is like. I wouldn't say it's not a top ten film for me, but definitely like just below that. Hmm. Like I really like which, Silence which of the makes Lions. it even more interesting that you've never pursued the rest of the uh, the films. I I think it was the show. I, I often had um, feelings about like like Hannibal and that that they were just like cash ins on this great film of and I was just kind of like like I no I saw Silence of the Lambs I'm good I don't need to see the well they're different you know to be fair um and I mean, to be fair I've never actually heard anything bad about those movies yeah. um but well the worst part worst thing about Hannibal is the fact that they didn't get um Jodie Foster back so um, they had to have, maybe that was or, what tilted so they had to re- my my feelings they had on to it recast um. Which you know is too bad. Uh, the recast is uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. That's she, right. She's you great. Know what? Don't hey, get me wrong. Julianne Moore's a great actress. She's no. amazing, but it's just one of those things where you always. I wonder why they couldn't get Jodie Foster. That's too bad. She she passed. Oh, she didn't want to do it. <laughs> she passed. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. She passed on it. Uh, she didn't really. She want passed to do it. on. I think she was concerned about some of the typecasting. No, no, or not typecasting. She was concerned about yeah, like sort of where the story goes. And oh, oh. What they kind of do with the characters. She didn't want to be in a movie like that. Yeah, probably. Who knows? 
Yeah, well, if you see it, you'll yeah. know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't really want to say. Oh, I see. Okay. Without you having yeah, to see oh, it. Oh, yeah, I know. Fair enough. If fair you enough. see it, then yeah. you'll know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Okay. But, yeah, she. Had, I think she had some concerns about gotcha. where, where they went with the characters. Um, but this movie, like, turned me on to two, like, because this was kind of the first thing I had really seen Jodie Foster in mm-hmm. that, like, I was like, oh, this is an actress that, like, I want to see more of. And also, like, Anthony Hopkins, uh, who, like, I watch almost anything with Anthony Hopkins in it, evidently barring the following two movies from the sequels to this film. Um, but I've seen, like, so much Anthony Hopkins stuff. I've seen, he's done some amazing films. He's done some kind of not great films. Yeah. Um, but, like, it really turned me on to both these actors. Uh, I must say, actors. though, my, my worst fears have come true as far as... Uh... The amount of crossover that we have. Oh we're, yeah, we're pretty much just trading the we're, same we're all movies. Over, we're all over each other. Here. We're just yeah. trading the same movies from yeah. place to place. Um, oh well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the, the we the, have fairly the advantages similar though. It allowed when, us when, to when dealing with uh, this limited of a of a choice. Yeah, we have fairly similar tastes. Yeah. So, um, I think also. Um, uh, it, it kind of worked out well because it also allowed us to like just freely discuss the movie mm-hmm. because we both know we're both familiar with it we both like it you know yeah. versus like if we had five movies that neither oh that only one of us had ever seen yeah. it'd be a little tougher to you know yeah um, but yeah so yeah so my my number one is Science of the Lambs cool could have been Driving Miss Daisy wasn't no <laughs> I I like Driving Miss Daisy but there's nothing wrong with no, it yeah. it's not really my kind of thing yeah. but there's nothing wrong with it. All right, well, um, that all being done, it should come as no surprise as to what my number one is. Yeah. Do you have a second guess now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that, now that I know it's not Amadeus. Yeah. Uh, it is from 2007, No Country for Old yeah. Men. Um, the reason being, um, and, and I, I didn't really go into it too much when you were talking about it, but the primary reason being, first of all, obviously just a great movie. Yeah. Uh, huge fan of the Cone Brothers. Um, and it's one of their best, if not their best. Um, also very fortunate that they had very good source material to work with, because obviously Cormac McCarthy is a great author. Uh-huh. Um, so that helps. Um, I believe they've said that they adapted fairly closely. The only sort of, the major amount of adaptation that they did was, con- like, condensing because right. obviously taking a novel into a movie, uh, you had to cut a lot of things down and condense the story. Um, but they have been quoted as saying, like, they didn't really, like, invent, um, you know, they didn't really invent scenes or anything. Like, it was pretty much directly based off the book and just cutting things where necessary For time, to, to make yeah. it fit as a movie. Uh, just sort of condensing the story down, you know. Yeah. Removing like subplots that they could live without and things like that, mm-hmm. um, but they tried to stay as close as they could, um, and yeah, just like some great performances, obviously, um, interesting story. Uh, but the biggest thing as to why it's like one besides being a great movie is that it really breaks out of like, like if Forrest Gump is dangerously close to being a sort of by the numbers Oscar bait kind of movie despite being great um no country for old men is the one that like completely breaks out of the mold yeah and is like it does everything wrong and gets away with it because it just does it so well like 
like it's a, it's spoil, a nice... spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen like the nine a nine year old movie now. Yeah, but like killing off or presenting a character as a protagonist for like two thirds of the movie, yeah. then killing that character off off screen yeah, in yeah. between scenes like you just you cut to like another scene and then you cut back to, and and, it, and the main character's dead yeah yeah and you didn't even see it happen and it's just like what uh one of the main characters yeah and i mean and, I, you know, I don't feel like end, it's end, not a surprise having having but... the the having like the the main antagonist yeah actually just get away at the end yeah, yeah. you know just walk away and it's like it does Everything is just, like, so, like, wait, you can't do that. Like, you can't get away with that. And, and they do because I, it's just so perfect I for what they did. I think it's, it's a so real well good example of, like, to show, like, what you, like, like you say, you can't get away with in movies because movies have to be a nice, like, as a general rule, yeah. people like movies to be a nice, neat package. Yeah. What you can get away with in a book is kind of pretty much anything you want. Yeah. And Cormac McCarthy, I've read a number of his books, is... Especially an author who will push that kind of like, yeah, like in a way, I feel like I mean, he's had a number of his books adapted into mm-hmm. films, yeah, and oh, actually, he's a, a one of those few authors that like gets a lot of very faithful adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, like a more another example, just looking at my bookshelf here, is The Road, which is another quite faithful well, adaptation. I think part of that is because um, the people, because not a lot of books get that. <laughs> I think part of that is because. The people that do do these adaptations, like so far, we've been lucky that they actually care about that yeah. aspect. But also, uh, without having read the book, I mean, you have, but I haven't. But just from what I know and, and from what I gather, I feel like possibly it's because he writes in such a way yeah, that yeah. lends itself. To yeah. that sort of his topics and his his style yeah. are yeah like it's not like where you take a book and you go like oh this is like a very uh, difficult to adapt book because it's written in such a way that is very uncinematic yeah let's try and make a movie, movie of that well it. you're gonna run into some issues you know but I feel like maybe he uh-huh. writes in a more cinematic fashion and it is just nice to show that like yes you can create a story in a movie. That does not necessarily have to tick all the boxes. Yeah. And if you do it right, if you really put the effort in, yeah. um, it's not only successful. Well, it like, is a genuinely good movie. Yeah. Like, um, but it's like also can be commercially successful, yeah. critically successful, award winning. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 because the Academy, I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen every time you do that. No, but, but because know. the Academy and the Oscars and stuff, it's very easy to become cynical about like like oh, they always give the awards to like the same types of movies all yeah. the time stuff. And and I just feel like actually, I mean, we covered that last week how like Oscars do not think out of the box. Yeah, right? and <laughs> breaking out of that box and giving uh, such important awards to something like No Country for Old Men, which 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 breaks out of that box so much. Like, that just goes to show that, like, it can sometimes... Yeah. Yeah. Things can sometimes break through mm-hmm. that shell of, like, the typical Oscar kind of thing, you know? Well, it's interesting how, like, in some ways how... It lends, it lends a little more um, uh, credibility that, yeah. that, like, they don't always just go for the obvious ba- Oscar base. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. sometimes they actually do see through... Oh, I mean... To the, the real qualities yeah. of the film. You... It, it is one of those uh, interesting things about the Oscars uh, that movies that, 
like like you said, they they often go for a similar style of movie. Not a lot of you know a lot of big not a lot of sci fi winners. Not a lot of comedies winning the Oscars and stuff like that. Um, but how despite the Oscars being so very prestigious uh, and like so well respected and in many ways like those Oscars are sought after in many cases, um, they winning an Oscar does not cause a trend in movies the way a lot of other awards in other industries do. Uh, just because a movie wins an Oscar doesn't really... Like, you're not like, crap, that movie won an Oscar. While I like that movie, next five years, just going to be clones of that movie. Like that, It doesn't really happen that way. No. Box office results lead to clones. Versus... In many, to a degree, but... In many other cases, like in books, for example, mm-hmm. award-winning books will often, the next year, you'll have, the next couple of years, you'll have slews of books who are imitating an award-winning book style. It's true to a point with movies, but at the same time, I feel like the reason why you don't get as much of that is because different kinds of movies are made for different purposes. It's true. There's a bit of a wider... And so, like, you know, they make, um, you know, you have people making them for personal reasons, like, oh, they just want to really tell this story. You have some people that are making them because they're looking for artistic, like, recognition in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, you you know, like the Oscar big type stuff where they make them knowing that, like... It's an art piece These are the kinds of things critics love, you know, and then there's the ones that are just going for, like, box office, you know, just make make a buck... You know, and it's like you have all these different motivations, and and you have some filmmakers that even will go between those. Oh, yeah. You know, like one movie they'll make, they'll make like you know something that's just like for for box office, like just like a fun movie for audience, and then you know their next movie will be more of a critic type movie, or you know like they'll go back you and know, forth. Movies too, also so many more fingers in the pie. Yeah, one person can write a book, has an editor. Mm-hmm. That's like, and I mean the editors are often not like. Doing like a lot of rewrites and stuff and, like that. And in so that it's like way, a two-person operation at most. Yeah, and in that versus way, versus a movie where you can have like ten people write a script for yeah. it, like you know. And, well, and, and in that way, <laughs> although there are a lot of differences, that that's also the big similarity with like uh, movies and games. Yes, in the same right? way, because yeah. games are very driven mm-hmm. by like a large. Oh yeah, like, other game, than like yeah. indie, you a know, game that's little indie yeah, games, indie obviously, games, but games that sell well. Small indie games are like the equivalent what, of like a novel, and oh yeah, yeah big yeah, big yeah, games are yeah. like the equivalent of like yeah. a movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, or I mean, almost like indie movies in a way, yeah. like you know, but yeah, um, but yeah, no, no, but uh, yeah. So, uh, so there's our our top uh, our top. Five. Oh, are we gonna do? A recap? Yeah, let's, let's do a rundown here. Uh, so I got uh, number five is the, the rundown. That's the rundown. Not, that, on, not Oscar nominated. Not Oscar nominated. <laughs> uh, good. Um, uh, gosh, that reminds me. I saw a picture the other day, like uh, like on the uh, on the internet. Uh, and it was like, yeah, because who would ever see a picture in, yeah, in person? Yeah, and internet. Yeah, wow. Uh, no, and it was like, it's like it just says it had like a split where it shows like two celebrities, and it's like just so and so remind, and it you know ever like look like another person, and it said, I just realized Dwayne Johnson looks a lot like The Rock, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, please be a joke, please be a joke, please be a joke. I'm sure it was, yeah, yeah. but it would be actually funnier if it wasn't. If it wasn't. If, wait, that's even better. If he yeah, honestly yeah. didn't realize. Yeah. It's it's up there with the, the, the where it's, um, 
Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Elijah Wood always getting mistaken for each other. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they and, look that similar. But... I don't think they look that similar but either. But it does happen. Yeah, Even yeah, they've yeah. said that Even it, happens, said it, it happens. happens to them all the time. All the time, yeah. And uh, uh, my favorite one is the Elijah Wood one where in the elevator there's this little kid and you can tell the kid is excited about something the whole time in the elevator. And just as they get to the doors open, just as Elijah Wood is leaving the elevator... Uh, the kid shouts out, Harry Potter! And Elijah Wood jumps around right down into the kid's face and goes, No! And then runs <laughs> off. <laughs> what was that, like, from, like, a sket or something? No, no, like it like, happened in real life. Or it happened oh. in real life. And it was, like, it was, like, on an interview, and he, oh. he told the story. All right. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not. That's kind of a jerk yeah. thing But no, do, but, but in that same vein, it was, like, one of those where they, like, split an actor's face in half, and it shows one half of one actor's face, one half. And it's like, these two actors look similar, only now one both has the face for Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> And it was like Elijah, but it said Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe. Hmm. <laughs> but anyways, my number five, Artist and Ring Man. Number four is Unforgiven. Number three, No Country for Old Men. Number two, Platoon. Number one, Science of the Lambs. Your list, same thing, different. <laughs> yeah. My, so mine is uh, five is Science of the Lambs and Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Yeah. Four is Platoon and Unforgiven. Uh-huh. Three was Forrest Gump. Two was Amadeus. And one was No Country for Old Men. I mean, we had we had some different ones. I mean, I had the... Well, yeah, but only because of the ties. I, I, I had... Yeah, only because of the ties, I guess. Yeah. yeah. We had... Uh, yeah, like, we have four. I have four that you have yeah. as well. Yeah, I have, you have four of my five. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, the artist is the only one on my list you don't have, and then and then uh, the the um, Amadeus and... Uh, well, because, but again... No, because well, no, I don't have uh, much call it either. I know, but again, that's because I had two, two, I did two, two ties, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. basically, the only reason that we didn't basically have identical lists oh. is because of the ties. Yeah. Uh, the, the, only, the only other movie that would have been on my list uh, would have been Dances with Wolves. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like that movie. Um, Fair enough. Um, Can't have both that and Unforgiven. Though. Well, that is why I went with <laughs> Unforgiven. Um, Pick one of each genre. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It, uh, that's why I didn't it was to... interesting to go back and just see, like... Oh, looking at 35 Academy Award winners not being able to go, oh, well, there's 35 of my favorite movies. Yeah. Just being like... Why would that I be the I honestly case? had, like, other than, like, like I was like, oh, my short list was, like, seven movies. And I right. was like, wow, I got lucky there. I almost couldn't make a top five, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, I was, like, afraid I was going to have to start... As I was making the list, I was like, am I going to have to start reaching and start picking things like, this is my five... But I, I don't know if I even really like this movie, <laughs> you know. But like, luckily, like as I got you know more and more down the list, I was like, oh, okay, here's some more. Oh yeah, excellent. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rain Man. Oh hell yeah, you know. Um, but I got worried for a bit there on like, the list because I just I just started like at 2015 or 2014, started working my way back. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, and and then unfortunately, yeah, there were some movies on there. Some like recent ones that I hadn't seen. Some older ones that I was like. Like an Amadeus, like, damn, I really need to see that. You yes, know? gets really amazing. Um, but yeah. So, uh, so that's it for this week. Right. Um, next week is our uh, will be our February recap. I almost said January recap. January was so good, going to recap it twice. No, it's only our February recap. We talk about other movies and TV that uh, we've uh, watched during the month of February. Yeah. And uh, that will. Should be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, I've, I've got a lot to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I know, I know. Uh, we'll, we'll both be talking about Deadpool, 
and uh, yeah, but and I, I got a few other odd, I, I, odds. I got some. I got some odds and ends. This this. Uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff lately. Yeah, nice. Oh, so, good, good. Um, some really interesting things. Uh, to, I assume we we'll probably uh, to bring up. Yeah, I'm, I, I I gotta look at my notes. Can't remember what possibly aired towards the end of January that we may have discussed on the January one. Can't remember if we talked about X Files or not. But uh, uh, we t- we touched on it. Did we touch yeah. on it? Yeah, yeah okay. but there was only um, one of the two episodes, and I only seen one of them. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But, there wasn't. Uh, we couldn't really go. In. Are you? Did you? Have you seen them all now? No, no, I uh, okay. saw last week's, but not this week's. Yeah. So. Well, the final episode, I liked it a lot, but. It's like an, it's an ass kicker of a of, oh, an a, of, of a well, just of like a cliffhanger, oh. and, and it's like, and you're just like, well, they still haven't even confirmed that they're doing more. Yeah, the likelihood is good. Yeah, yeah, but it's really annoying that to have them end it's a it that way on. because it wasn't an ending like it wasn't just like a cliffhanger like oh. uh like Angel, the way that everyone like hey, well, the show everyone over. freaked out about like that cliffhanger. But the show was over, but it like it actually that cliffhanger made sense. It's just like it doesn't matter what happens after that because it is what it is. Like it's yeah. it's what it is. Like you see it, and it's like it's not like it left a story uh, thread hanging. It was more just kind of like the fight goes on. Yeah. Um. Whereas like with this, it's annoying because it's just literally like the story's going the story's going the story's going the story's going stops stops Ugh. and you're just like come on another episode <laughs> well very unlike it's very likely that they're doing more oh yeah, yeah. because everybody involved... I'm sure, you're sure 26 episodes yes awesome. <laughs> okay it's definitely the last episode of this series but it's likely that there'll be more coming right. probably another mini series like this like in like a year or something mm. but nothing's confirmed yet and it's just like oh really you jerks like you did that knowing that knowing that there wouldn't necessarily be more and it's just it's really annoying but but it was good like it was the episode was great it was just kind of oh really yeah yeah anyways <laughs> that's rough that's rough okay well i'm looking forward to watching it anyway it, it was good yeah. though i like the episode I, well it's interesting because it was like part two of the first episode of uh, this of this little run um so they kind of split them like they put like the first part at the beginning of and the second part at the end and then it filled in in the middle um, with all the miscellaneous episodes. Um, so it's really a part two to that, but it's far better than, nice. than the first one, I thought. Oh. The first one was all right. Don't get me wrong. It was like a nice little yeah, re- no, reintroduction no. to the show. But this one is much better, I feel. It just it just sucks that it's like, like oh, really? That's not even an ending. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk about it more. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, next, next week. week. Yeah, so we have that next week, and then after that, I guess we'll have a bunch of one-off uh, movie episodes. I got a lot of movies and stuff to talk about next week. Too. Yeah, nice, excellent, excellent. Um, Should be interesting. It'll probably be a little bit of a long one, but yeah, I'm. We'll see how it goes. I'm, uh, I gotta. I've been sort of writing stuff down as I've been watching it, and uh, I, I gotta start doing that before. I feel I forget. like I'm, I feel like I've, I've actually have already like forgot to write something down and, yeah. and I think I, I think I know because most of the stuff that I've been watching has been within the past sort of week or so oh well, that's good that's um good. so I should have it under control yeah uh, I should probably start, weekend uh, weekend's probably coming start up weekend's coming up and I usually watch I usually watch one or two movies every weekend so yeah um I uh definitely definitely be doing that um yeah so uh so yeah, I guess that's that's it for next week. So stay tuned for next week, yeah. and uh, 
like, comment, subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we appreciate we appreciate everyone that keeps listening. Um, let us know some of your favorite Oscar movies have yeah. been over the years. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, I'm just going to tack this on now. Uh, we picked a 35 year like limit. Sort of in theme with that episode. Yeah, we number. mentioned that at the beginning. Uh, but uh, if I could have gone outside of that, outside of that, I think my number one with a bullet would have been. Uh, it was right. on the tip of my tongue, okay. and then I forgot it. Well, while you're thinking, um, I actually made a bit. Oh of like, right, I made a quick list. So um, I did uh, just for fun. I threw together like a quick list of like what I would pick. Not so much if we could pick outside of the that thirty five year span, but of things from only outside that span. Right. Oh, so like oh, like yeah, only yeah. things that come before before the span that we actually pick from. Um, and uh, my my picks were and like I say, like I just threw this together really quick, just like quickly scanning across because I knew that we we're not going to put time into it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, maybe this reminds you of what you were trying to think of. But uh, number five would be um, The Godfather, 1972. Oh, oh there we go. Uh, number four would be uh, An American in Paris, uh, 1951, I believe. Yep, that's uh, a great movie. Number I love, three I love would be number three would be Rocky, uh, 1976. Oh, yeah. uh, number two would be Casablanca, which I believe is 42. That is a tremendous 42 movie. or 41. I can't yeah. remember. I love one Casablanca. Of those. And number one would be The Sting, 1973. Ah, thank you. Is yeah, that what it was? That would have been my number one as well. Yeah. That's like my Because that's one of my all-time favorite. Of all Oscar movies, that's my number one completely. It is one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, so. I love this thing. Yes. Yeah. Same um, here. But actually, all of those, are, all, all of yours are, are, yeah. are really good. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good outside the 35-year yeah. list. Yeah. I just thought I'd throw it together quickly yeah, no, for like fun. That. The funny thing is, is looking at it, I was just like, man, like all the ones that are like really my like favorites don't even, like weren't even no, like, no, in yeah. there, right? But, um... Not all of them. I mean, Casablanca is great, obviously. But yeah, The Sting is one of my all-time favorite movies, so that was an easy pick. Mm-hmm. And that's why like, I'm sort of glad that we did this sort of limited span that we did, because otherwise... I think most of mine would have been outside the 35-year range. Well, and that's the thing, is, is like I would, be, I would have been way too like 70s heavy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, because those, you know... Just those ones. Yeah, well, that's a lot like of 70s right three, there. Three out of those five or yeah. 70s. Um, and a lot of those would probably would have been in my uh-huh. list if we'd done an overall list. So, yeah. yeah By doing it, like, only the 80s and on, it it, uh, it it made for a lot more variety. So Yeah. Because I had, I had stuff from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. As opposed to just being, like, mostly 70s. 70s, yeah. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah. So we're so, done. So uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll see you all next week. My name is Chris. Seven. Cheers. Bye.